Ah, it's always interesting to see movies that are set in the future made years ago. This is from the year mm-hmm. 2000, and it's really depressing for me that that was a time in which Hillary Clinton was most likely to be on money, and Donald Trump was most likely to be a sleazy landlord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's not the only thing they got wrong, but it's the main thing that I remember that they got wrong. <laughs> Whoopsie-daisy, writers of the past. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, You'll ne- not one, but two Hillary on money references. <laughs> You'll never guess what. That remind- it reminded me of like a 1920s futurist's idea of what the future was going to be yeah when when they go well i think we'll have gadgets that will allow us to communicate through through thin air Mm, interesting yes and uh, we'll be do all of our shopping online and our cars will fly (laughs) and we can eat our faces forever (laughs) chocolate face Uh. i'll think i'll wear the strawberry (laughs) face today (laughs) every so often it works though and those that's the sweetest thing of all like when in demolition (laughs) man they reference the schwarzenegger library and for a moment there it looked like that might actually be a thing that they do in fact there probably is a schwarzenegger library somewhere in California now. I mean, Schwarzenegger probably has... Well, actually, I can't say for sure whether he has a library or not. He probably doesn't. It's just pictures of him. <laughs> Welcome to my library. This isn't... This isn't... What? This is, oh, nothing. This is a gymnasium. Yes, I really like to hit the books. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck... Don't you agree? <laughs> sure. I hate you, but I'm scared. <laughs> that is the Schwarzenegger You're effect. You're a prick, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> podcast that knows exactly how hard it is to get wood on the moon if you know what i mean uh, okay. also the change in pressure can make it very hard to maintain an erection which is commonly known as getting wood oh yeah it's also a, there's also just a lack of stimuli up there unless you're into rocks and shit uh, lack of stimuli air pressure these are all things that can affect your boner boner yeah just fantastic make a note of that boner I'll equals that tomorrow good atmospheric Space. pressure plus <laughs> stimuli hmm. i'm paul stimuli I'm Randy Quaid, and I'm up for anything. <laughs> and this week, we're blasting off to a loony lunar adventure. It's Eddie Murphy's The Adventure of Pluto Nash. 239,000 miles from Earth, in the blackness of space, there is a giant rock called the moon. And in the year 2087, its future will be in the hands of one man. <laughs> Eddie Murphy, The Adventures of Pluto Nash. Whoa! Whoa! Indeed, what a horrible title. Anyway, this one's recommended by Blokebusters <laughs> Podcast. You know them, we've been on them, and around them. They can't catch <laughs> us, though. But they've, they've recommended yet another shit pile for us, the film boys. Thank you. Yes, The Adventures of Pluto Nash, directed by Ron Underwood. The guy who did Tremors. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. No. What have you done? <laughs> Featuring Rosario it's... Dawson. Oh. <laughs> it's going to be like Tremors in space. But instead of a really imaginative monster, that's Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. A really unimaginative doing... monster. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> oh, and it was written by Neil Cuthbert whose deal seems to be that he writes bad movies that people like. Apart from this one. Apart from this he wrote one. Hocus Pocus and Mystery Men. <laughs> oh. Okay. Both of which had terrible ratings, but I keep hearing people who enjoy them. Oh. Yeah. 
I've seen a bit of Hocus Pocus. Okay. I d- and didn't like it at all. Yay! Uh, I don't think I've seen either. Mystery Men. Right. Mystery Men is that superhero parody made uh, before superheroes were really a thing. And had a lot of people in it. And most people seem to agree that William H. Macy was really good in it. Oh. Oh, it's got Greg Kinnear. It's got Jeffrey Brush. Yeah. Does it have Kel from Keenan and Kel? I feel like I found that out as a kid and was like, oh, I love that guy. And then not enough to watch it. (laughs) He likes orange soda. Great. He does. I bet he does in this too. Let's go see it. Probably. (laughs) Oh, it's got Hank Azaria. Janine Garofalo. Yep. It's got Kel Mitchell as Invisible Boy. Invisible boy! But he still loves the orange soda. You can see a little orange oh. smear just floating in space. And his cock. <laughs> Where's Studi? Ah, oh, here it goes. Where's Studi's in this? Ah, <laughs> oh, here yeah. it goes, he says. <laughs> Where's Studi? He said that in Last of the Mohicans. Ah, <laughs> oh, here it goes. Oh, yeah! <laughs> I must go and... I'm in love with a, with a, a white woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Aren't you white? No, I'm Daniel Day-Lewis. I can't remember the <laughs> contrivance of that film. Why Daniel Day-Lewis was a Native American. Daniel Day-Lewis was, was you know? uh, an, an heir to a great Mohican writ fortune. And his <laughs> uncle died. He was the last of the Mohicans. And then in order to prove that he was last of the Mohicans, he had to stay in a haunted teepee. <laughs> With his new grandson. Oh. He's a robot. How <laughs> would he do so well? Daniel Day-Lewis just carries a film, man. <laughs> now the film was written in the mid 1980s, written fr- rewritten oh. sorry throughout the 90s, and then was resentfully filmed in the year 2000, and then sat on a shelf for two years before it was resentfully released to a whole galaxy of critical revulsion and public indifference. Oh, in 2002. Great! What a genesis! <laughs> what a journey! I'm so glad it made it. <laughs> of all the ones that never made it, this one did. <laughs> There were so many times where it could have been stopped and it wasn't. All, all it takes for evil to etc 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 etc. Stephen Hunter at the Washington Post etc. Mm-hmm. said the result is something quite rare in professional show business. Well, professional show business. And this isn't your amateur dramatics here. <laughs> this is professional showbiz. Da 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 da. He he also does the local Amdram monthly newsletter <laughs> that comes out. Five stars he gets for very everything. Confused. Yeah, everyone was <laughs> fabulous very confused, in this. Man, <laughs> again, I didn't see it. Uh, anyway, yes, this is something quite rare in professional show business. One and a half hours of pure blankness. It's there, but it's not there. It is, but it isn't. It has nothing to offer. It's not forgettable, really, because there's nothing to forget. Jesus, that's a f- very metaphysical review there from. Yeah, is Stephen Hunter as he contemplates the existence of this film. Is 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 the answer time? <laughs> Almost certainly. Okay. Uh, Christopher Borelli, writing for the excellently named Toledo Blade. Hmm. Don't get on the wrong side of the Toledo Blade. <laughs> Pluto Nash will set lunar exploration back decades. Genuinely worried about the future of space travel there. <laughs> Christopher Borelli. And the impact that Pluto Nash will have on it. Like some policymaker. they say, shall we fund NASA? I mean, did you see Pluto Nash? <laughs> Is that what you want, Billy? No. Should we improve ferries and cruises then? I don't know how to tell you this, mate, but there's a man called James Cameron. <laughs> he did some things. He did some things. He made some very excellent points. I think we should just continue to fund building a wall around Earth <laughs> in order to prevent Eddie Murphy getting anywhere near the moon. <laughs> but what if it sinks? Oh, Terry. Sweet boy, Terry. <laughs> Simple, sweet Terry. 
<laughs> Simple Terry. We all love him. He's worried about Sank the earth sinking somehow. <laughs> Sank the earth. The great expression. Ah, <laughs> oh, but how about that public indifference? Indifference? Oh, yeah. Indifference. That Refusal public is, that public is indifference. <laughs> public is indifference. Damon on Amazon says, I wish I could find good things about this film. Well, that's where we come in, sir. Yeah, you'd hack. <laughs> Fucking hack. Not everyone can do this, you know. Yeah. Gate locks, piss years off. Of training and masturbating. We've eaten so uh, many kebabs. Damn right we have. We but we we felt them. You merely adopted the kebab. <laughs> I was born in it. Raised in it. <laughs> Molded by it. <laughs> no. You know how sometimes you get like I don't think I've ever seen it with a kebab, but do you ever get chips in like a polystyrene box and somehow they've like indented into the polystyrene box like there's mm. chip indentations and it's like Jesus Christ th- these things have cut through polystyrene but good enough <laughs> for my tummy <laughs> it's a podcast about England <laughs> <laughs> oh chips sometimes melt the shit you put them in <laughs> it's a paradise everyone <laughs> come over I think you can come for free now I don't know I don't know how this Brexit's <laughs> working but I'm pretty sure that we can't stop anyone ever <laughs> Just don't sink it. <laughs> actually, actually, I say that. It's it's sunk. Trevor Wilsmer on Amazon also yeah, the film. says, yeah. rather than spectacularly bad, it's just utterly mundane. Destroying Tremors director Ron Underwood's movie career without even leaving a good-looking cinematic corpse like other colossal money losers like Cutthroat Island or Hudson Hawk. I mean, when I think of like a beautiful cinematic corpse, I would think of like Michael Cimino, Michael Powell, and most pressingly Charles Lawton. They, for me, are the real sort of film corpses. Right. I think it's good to leave behind, like, a really attractive-looking thing that's like, yep, that's what killed my career. Not Pluto yeah. Nash. Yeah, not Pluto Nash. The, the ignominy <laughs> of it. <laughs> the idea that it's just your filmography stops with that sentence. It's, he it's... then directed Pluto Nash. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even go out yeah. the windscreen. You just sat there looking like a twat. <laughs> Silly me. <laughs> Shit. I really should have gone for broke. I think if I did that, if I was like, okay, my film career's over, I'm just going to fucking lie to everyone and make <laughs> one last movie just so that this isn't the last thing I do. I'll pretend to be... Why was Kevin Spacey the first name that came into my mind? It's because I just caught <laughs> Underwood out of the corner of my eye. Ah. Uh, uh, Go, you should it. probably take that picture down. <laughs> do you know? Do you know what? Shit. My brother, my brother has um, the lock picture on his phone. Is James Gandolfini? But every single time I've seen it in the last four years, it looks like Kevin Spacey. And every time <laughs> I've done, damning indictment that, of. Have you got a picture of Kevin Spacey on your phone? <laughs> So-called brother of mine. No, but you know, just call around people, say, "Yeah, I'm Ridley Scott. Give me money. I'll make a movie." Yeah. You know, just fuck it. You're not going to work again. Just go for broke, you know? Yeah. Get a paper out. Do a David Lynch. <laughs> One last film. Yeah. And call my own. And it would have everything in it. <laughs> so it would be a shot-for-shot remake of Pluto Nash, but also a shot-for-shot remake of Vertigo. <laughs> <laughs> now, would this be at the, same, at the exact same time or inter- interlaid? Like, layered over yeah, one another? Ca- or just in, <laughs> one, in one shot? Be, <laughs> in one shot. The characters would be awkwardly sharing a shot. <laughs> You're a good little swimmer, weren't you? Oh, excuse me. You're a good little swimmer. Hey, I'm trying to have a climax over here. <laughs> Look at the asses on the wall. <laughs> There's oh. two Eddie Murphys. <laughs> oh, wish there was two Jimmy Stewarts. <laughs> oh, oh. Two, Kim, two Kim Novaks. Oh, there are two. Oh, no. 
<laughs> Good film joke. Also, Edouard Harrow at Google. Do you want to buy some wheelbarrows, mate? We are <laughs> doing a very Harrow, good. The we are doing man. a very good job of <laughs> avoiding this film so far. <laughs> the movie is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Ten times better than oh, Avengers: yeah. Infinite War. <laughs> see what you've done there, mate. You've been schooled. Yeah. <laughs> you've been to see Avengers: Infinite War. That was your mistake. <laughs> That was the mistake. That's the rubbish um, asylum knockoff of it that's playing in the next screen. It's amazing they were allowed to get this close to the title this time. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, that's very uncanny. Transmorphous is one thing, but just changing a single letter in the title. <laughs> it seems very out of order. Uh, Scooter, also on Google, said, mm. I have never watched this movie, and it has a bad rating, so I guess I don't watch it. <laughs> so I guess I don't. Just predict the not, future. Then. So I guess I never watched it. <laughs> guess yeah, never that's... married, my sweetheart. Julia, <laughs> if, you're, if you're still out there, yeah, I know, I know you're right here, but it's the future. <laughs> the future, shush, what I'm saying is not now. Shush, sweet Julia. I mean, but that's not a good metric. I mean, I've heard some pretty wretch, wretched things about Avengers Infinite War lately. Doesn't mean I'm going to avoid it. <laughs> no, well, you. I mean, for, for fucking Infinite War, mate. <laughs> no idea. Pays for itself, doesn't it? Whatever that means in this context. Okay, this piece of shit cost $100 million to make and made $7 million back, <laughs> making it one of the biggest box office bombs ever made. Hmm. It has 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's a million hmm. per Rotten Tomato. <laughs> uh, and no Threeman. Though it was originally oh, due to really? star Jennifer Lopez, uh, which would have made her a Threeman, or Halle Berry, which would have made her a Foreman, uh, which might have made this bit a bit more interesting. But hey, at least Randy um. Quaid is on this thing now. <laughs> we can all feel good about that. It's only a matter of time, really. <laughs> matter of time. And this is that time. <laughs> it's the time for matters. Such as? Such as, Paul, you sexually inappropriate android. Hi! <laughs> ah. <laughs> What's one thing about the adventures of Pluto Nash that made you long for titties galore? Doesn't Cypher from The Matrix look wonderful with hair? <laughs> He's got Leo hair. <laughs> and, he, and he just looks darling. He looks amazing. Bless him. He does. Aw. <laughs> he looks like the hitman you want. And the hitman you should aspire to. You know what? Dress, when you're a hitman, dress for the hits you want. Yeah. You know, if you want to take out people in a high society ball, you know, you got to just show up in a tuxedo. you got to look like, after yourself. But you know what? I was going to get you to hit this fucking pool shark, but you know what you'd be good for? <laughs> <laughs> Frank Sinatra's hologram's making a comeback. <laughs> We're going to make it after all. <laughs> Well, <laughs> all right, Paul. That sounds pantaloni. Uh, what happens in the Pluto Nash adventures thereof? Oh, Pluto Nash is played by Eddie Murphy. If you've ever heard of the man, he's just gone out I'm of done. prison. I'm done. And he and he is round his friend's nightclub. Friend Jay Moore, his nightclub. You know the guy from yeah. Mafia! Exclamation mark. The parody. Yes, that was the only thing I knew him from. <laughs> He's got a club and he's playing the accordion and dancing in a kilt. Huh? And and Eddie Murphy is there and dead. he's giving him advice <coughs> on how to improve his act. What'd you think? I don't know what to think, Tony. I mean, it's a... Uh, you got a dress on? No, hey, I do not have a dress on. This is a kilt, man. Scottish tradition. Very manly, a kilt. It's, yeah, it's a manly it's, dress. No, it's a kilt. Don't be Anthony Frankowski. Change it to Tony Francis and... Trust me, in about 90 minutes' time, you'll be hit for absolutely no fucking reason whatsoever. Just before we can see that plan come to fruition, mobsters come in. Oh, no. Ah, played by that guy that I recognised but couldn't place. <laughs> uh, fuck it. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, yeah, I know the one you mean. Don't worry, he doesn't show up again. 
No. In fact, none of this is really that important, other than to set up the idea that Eddie Murphy knew the guy, humiliated him for wearing a dress, as he called it, uh, yeah. and then avoid managed to get him not killed. And yeah. suggested that he rip off Frank Sinatra instead of whatever the fuck it was he was doing beforehand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we don't know what that is. We'll never know. <laughs> but um, he, he says to the mobsters, okay, instead of killing him, pass the debt over to me. I'll take over his club and make everything groovy. And uh, they go, oh, go on then. And it cuts to everything being groovy, basically. Yeah. It is 20 years later. It's become the best sort of nightclub ever. On the moon. Uh, yep. It's got yeah. Rosario Dawson in it. She's looking for work. She does yeah. this every night. She's looking for work. <laughs> it's the thing uh, And Eddie Murphy gives her a waitress job, which makes yeah. it a pretty good nightclub. <laughs> you can see that happening. I mean, Jesus, anything can happen. <laughs> wow. How many nightclubs have you been to, Paul? <laughs> They've all got Rosario Dawson looking for work. <laughs> Crazy. Um, um, or, you know, since Disney's Netflix kind of fell apart. Um, yeah. Also, every night is Eddie Murphy getting threatened by gangsters. Yeah, to they want to uh, buy his sell club. his place. Yeah. yeah, because gambling is now well, is going to be legal on the moon very, very soon. And uh, yeah, the 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 big mob boss Rex Kanskanpetum wants to buy it. <laughs> Rex Alec Baldwin. Yeah, <laughs> that was the twist. I mean, it's definitely going to be Alex Baldwin. We can all yeah. agree that that's what the twist is. Gonna it's going to be Alex Baldwin. It's going to turn yeah. out. It's going to be Alex Baldwin. <laughs> voice of Lois. <laughs> Alex Baldstein. <laughs> God. Okay, so. He says, no, I'm not going to sell it to you, crumbums. And they go, crumbums? That's the last straw. <laughs> and they and they walk away and then blow the club up. Yeah, after meeting Eddie Murphy's robot, a Randy Quaid of Trump. Yeah. What are you, uh, 65? Model 63. Deluxe. 63? <laughs> Talk about ancient. Your sister didn't seem to mind. Why? Didn't you just hear the phone call? I'm sorry, I cannot listen and hear at the same time. You see, I'm a 63. Come Only on. later models Little come back. trouble. Come on. Trouble. Who is must be hard up for cash right now. <laughs> or back then. Sweet Christ, he blew through that Independence Day money quick. <laughs> it's like, yeah, boys, I'm back. Yeah, yeah, give me 10 bucks. I'll sign anything. <laughs> just on the street. I'm back. <laughs> Why is that man just shouting I'm back at us and chasing us? <laughs> we see the guy from I'm Independence back. Day. No, no, no. Don't, don't give him ideas. <laughs> oh yeah that is why i'm doing this <laughs> so yeah he, he's here too and that's great he's playing a big grinning um uh like sexist robot it's great and um oh i love my big grinning sexist robot <laughs> more on that later action figure eddie murphy then chases all the gangsters on the moon um using his old smuggling skills because that's why he was in prison and and uh rosario dawson and randy quaid give chase and uh yeah Never mind, they don't get to Eddie Murphy in time for him to not run into a big trap. Um, they shoot yeah. they shoot around a bit, they all miss him. And then Randy Quaid comes in with his big fucking guns and shoots a platform off. <laughs> those are, those are going to be useful in the future, I guess, once or twice. Far fewer times than they should be. It's, yeah, it's needed, sorely. Uh, <laughs> ooh. Anyway, they embark on a crazy adventure to figure out who's behind all of this. And I really don't want to talk about this plot anymore. Let me just briefly go over some of the key points. Thank you. Um, because it's needlessly fucking convoluted. He goes and meets Raymond's dad in a bar. He's <laughs> taking time <laughs> off of being the shadow's chauffeur. <laughs> and he tells him, look, this is all very complicated, but if you go see this cosmic surgeon, it might be good for a couple of laughs. Oh, yeah. I brilliant. doubt it. <laughs> it's worth well, a try, though. do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Anything's worth a try at this stage. 
Uh, Pam Greer's in it for a bit. She shoots some people. It's great. Yeah. They decide that they're going to go to an old hideout of Eddie Murphy's to lay low. Meanwhile, John Cleese needed alimony money. <laughs> so, alimony money. Alimony money. Alimony money. Alimony money. Look, he had at least one ex-wife. Therefore, he's in this film. You're not Mr. Vandervoort at all. You're some hooligan trying to steal his motor car. Well, I won't have it. He had a lot of ex-wives. Or he just, it he might just had, rather. He might have just had one sort of multi-dimensional wife, ex-wife <laughs> who existed across many spectrums. And you know, a lot yes, of my ex-wife money. existed across many dimensions, <laughs> so I shall be in your shitty film. <laughs> he offered, in fact. He called up Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Eddie Murphy, I was wondering if you had. <laughs> well, it's quite unbelievable. The gangsters are going to catch up with Pluto Nash in his hideout, yeah. where he's macking on uh, Rosario Dawson with some degree of success. Yeah. It's working because he's not being too unbearable, actually. <laughs> no, he's being well. He's being too sleepy to be unbearable. Yeah, he's but he's, on his job. he's using he's using AOL to try and figure out who the people the person is the people is who's the, after yeah, him. Who am the people? Who am the people? He says to Rosario Dawson. <laughs> Stop shaking me, Eddie she, Murphy, and I'll tell you. She, she turns his chair around to the computer, and he asks that instead. <laughs> the computer says no results found, and he's like, "No, thank you. Thanks for nothing." Wordless computer. How's it going? Oh, great. <laughs> like, really well. Yeah, great, actually. I was just thanking this worthless piece of shit computer. <laughs> I, can't, I, just, I, just, I just don't get it. This clue's meaningless. Oh, it's, it's upside down. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well. Is that, is that okay? You seem, you seem annoyed. No, 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 no. It's good. No, you no, know, you're a genius. sitting here for four hours. Yeah. Saying yeah, WZW. You, you could just walk in. Anytime. You could just walk in and fix it. Yeah. Yeah, great. You were down, okay, hanging out with Randy Quaid. Well, isn't it important that just it got done? It doesn't necessarily matter who did it or, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's fine. Well done. No, well no, done. no, yeah, yeah. Great. Go on then, he says. Go on. <laughs> what? Go on. Solve the rest. She did. <laughs> if you're so fucking clever. <laughs> well, look. No, fortunately, that, that's it, actually. That's all that needs to be solved. It turns out that MZM is um, Alex, yeah. Bald- is Alex Baldwin. And, um, Alec Baldwin. So they go off in search of that, basically. It's a quest for a Baldwin, and I do really look forward to them finding him because it's like, oh, an actor who knows what he's doing is going to be in this movie at some point. Oh, Fantastic. Thank Never God. seen again. Oh, no, or, or is he? <laughs> don't don't spoil it just yet, Paul. Not, oh, no. Not he's this... going to be the big bad. Yeah. God, we're all looking forward to that. <laughs> and then they leave the car and John Cleese's AI to, to isolation forever. Oh, yes, they almost die in the thing. But then Louis Guzman shows up. Oh, yeah. And say anything about this movie. They did give some work to some really good character actors. <laughs> yeah, he really... God bless it. Yeah. Good old Louis Guzman. I haven't seen him in a long, long time in anything I liked. Yeah. <laughs> it's really shit. Well, this doesn't necessarily break that trend. But yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. nice that Louis Guzman shows up. So, and, and he drives them all the way to, to Moon Vegas, where we bump into... Well, you know, we bump into the very next moderately <coughs> competent yeah. character actor. What's his name? <laughs> From what's it? <laughs> Fuck. Um, just whilst you're looking that up, Louis Guzman just set up a MacGuffin saying, hey, I got these loaded dice. Do you want to, Do you want these? Maybe you could use them in the plot later. No, no, it's okay. I've uh, decided to bland my way through this one. Not put any thought into anything or set anything up. Oh, okay, I'll keep them then. Um, and hey, at least I set them up. Maybe there'll be a payoff for them later. Oh yeah, maybe. No, that wasn't. Sure, sure will. Any anyway, here comes James Rebhorn. Who <laughs> <laughs> another one who's in everything, who just Oh was He he was in he's, um He's the in, old man. Yes. He's the man. 
Yeah, I recognised him. I couldn't put yeah. my finger on it. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking about him in Independence Day, I think. He's a sort uh, of ominous guy. So they're, in, they're in Vegas, and, and Tony Francis is playing the, the stage there. Hey! He's a dude hey. there! He's walking here! And I've also got the worst <laughs> fucking performance you could ever imagine, and people love it anyway. <laughs> Let me play among the stars. He just, he just, <laughs> his performance is to come out it's and so do unique. it. Yeah, I know. Oh, God. No one can remember Frank Sinatra, apparently. He comes out and does a Rat Pack performance, <laughs> but a really lazy, fat one. Like, he, he just, he'll, he'll walk down the stairs fat, like he's he gives drunk. He a fat performance. <laughs> <laughs> That's he great. gets the performance of a fat cat. <laughs> oh. He, he, amble, he shuffles down the stairs as though he's, he's drunk and can't give a fuck and smells. And then he occasionally just points at different people in the audience and everybody, and everybody whoops. Frank Sinatra had more energy than that, and he was a literal drunk. <laughs> Fly me to the you know the rest <laughs> to the way. rubbish. Anyway, he's a millionaire. He's got he's, he's got two wives. He cloned his his wife. It's great. And yeah. um, Eddie Murphy says, "Come on, who who was the one that set you on this magical path of stardom?" in the first place oh, it was you Eddie Murphy that's right yeah. now you're going to help me meet um, whatever his name is Alex Baldwin and he goes alright Murphy's cover gets blown by Louis Guzman who's been using his loaded dice mm. in order to win games but you know what he just walked in and said hey can I use my own dice oh uh, yeah sure <laughs> go ahead I haven't got a problem with that <laughs> great great anyway <laughs> oh Pluto Pluto it's you Pluto hey Pluto. Eddie Murphy's character Pluto hey. Pluto Nash <laughs> fugitive Pluto Nash <laughs> Wanted by the mob, Pluto Nash. <laughs> Pluto Nash. Hey, buddy, have you seen my friend Pluto uh, Nash? Oh, there he is. He's right there. Hey. <laughs> That's him over there. Better tell head of security because Pluto Nash is here, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Who and gets it's caught? Against all... Yeah, against all odds. <laughs> They, ta- they tase Tony Francis and then that's it. We don't see him anymore. We can only assume he went into shock. <laughs> Shit, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he died instantly. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Just, if, you, if you look carefully, you can see his feet in some shots. <laughs> he's been, well, I, the, he's been the stuffed bit... into a cupboard. <laughs> the film I wanted to see was uh, how they ever replaced <laughs> Tony Francis to play the evening gig. Oh, I think I know James someone Redhorn? who's looking for work as a singer. Yeah, it's Redhorn. <laughs> it's Redhorn. He's actually... <laughs> Stage name. He's actually very good, though. He wanted, he wanted the part. Tony Francis had become complacent and fat spiritually. <laughs> you ready, Reb? <laughs> oh, he got stage fright. <laughs> Shit. He bowled it. Best tase him as well. <laughs> We've got to stop tasing the act. I think it might Tag be contributing to the stage fright that they get. <laughs> I love you, baby. <laughs> Just all to get next to his ear. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking singer. You call that Southside LA? <laughs> no? Was it supposed to be? I don't know. I'm just a taste man. <laughs> I don't know music, but I know what I like. <laughs> ah! Oh, God, fucking hell. Eddie Murphy got cloned and now he's like the public face of this fucking mob thing like yeah, by Alec Baldwin who we'll never see again who never faces justice yeah, it's yeah. just a big pile of corpses just off screen of all the characters we never see again the, the least of the crimes of this film <laughs> I want to see in more fact. of these characters <laughs> <laughs> we oh, all love yeah. the characters of Pluto Nash but where can we find out more <laughs> buy all of the action figures 
<laughs> yeah, it's a it's a it's a good advert. It's a bit sarcastic. Yeah. Well, you try and do an advert for Pluto Nash. <laughs> you suppose all the adverts Terry. are like that. Pluto Nash, yeah. see it in cinemas. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. <laughs> this is good enough for you, says us. <laughs> oh, they have a fight and yeah. um, bad Eddie Murphy dies. Yeah. And he keeps his club. Hooray. And Rosario Dawson yeah. gets the, the dream job she always wanted, singing shitty dance R&B <laughs> that she doesn't even look, in, look like she's into forever. <laughs> forever? <laughs> Wait, I should have Ran- read this contract better. <laughs> forever. Sorry. Even after death, we're going to fling you on stage. Well, we we own your like you own your we own your likeness. It's an Amy Winehouse thing. People seem to be fine with it. People will pay for it. Apparently, your hologram is going to play the O2. Yeah, fantastic. Oh Jesus! So that was <laughs> Pluto, the future. That was pretty much Pluto Nash. The future, the nightmare yeah. vision of the future that will never come to pass. It's hilarious. Oh. That was Pluto fucking Nash, one of the biggest yeah. box office bombs ever. And I feel like we're exploring the downward trajectory of Eddie Murphy's career in reverse. Mm. We experienced the "what the fuck is he doing" stage of sort of Norbit. Now mm. we're in the midst of oh yeah, he was in that kind of stage. Yeah. We're gradually travelling back to when he was a reputable and apparently exciting screen presence. Um, which is exciting for me, because I don't think I ever experienced that. I saw 48 Hours and Beverly Hills Cop when I was a kid, hmm. and I remember nothing about them. Yes, I just I remember them being good, but it might be because everyone else goes, Oh, Beverly Hills Cop's great! It's yeah. Bro. You know. <laughs> I think I remember watching it expecting or hoping for a lethal weapon, and then getting bored at the lack of gunfights. Slash yeah, Mel it wasn't a lethal weapon. <laughs> Didn't even get Mel Gibson. But I'll be yeah. excited if we do get back to sort of 80s, 90s Eddie Murphy. There's probably something very poorly yeah. reviewed from back then that we can dive into. Because I would mm. like to see him energetic, because he certainly isn't here. No. Well, there's there's one or two two moments Yeah. Um, where he seemed to be enjoying himself. <laughs> but I mean, it is a bad film. Oh, God. It's yeah. a very boring film. It really is. It's 90 minutes long, but it feels like substantially longer than that somehow. Mm. And I think it's because, you know, length isn't, length isn't relevant. I I was (laughs) initially, yeah, that's what I've been told anyway. Um, (laughs) Length length isn't relevant because I was buoyed that it was 90 minutes after the two hours, 20, Eat, Pray, Love. But honestly, I enjoyed Eat, Pray, Love more. It was easier to watch. (laughs) It flew by comparatively. Yeah. Um, Because there was just, there was just nothing there. It was such, like you said, such a convoluted plot. Jesus Christ. It wasn't. It, it it was completely unnecessary, but if they'd have cut it out, it would have been a, a tight 70, which yeah. would have been great. <laughs> but also, what's the meat of the film? Is it a series of sketches? Is it a space adventure? Is it a sort of... I mean, as a series of sketches, none of it's funny. And it's actually painfully awkward a lot of the time. The scene where they go to the plastic surgery yeah. place and the oh. whole joke is... It's really gauche for this guy who's just met this girl to be pointing out all the problems with her body and, you know, suggesting all yeah. these ways... In a classical lag, yeah. lad style that she could improve her body. Yeah. But sweet Christ, is it not funny? Yeah, th- there's a funny way to do that. There's a, there's a funny way to do most jokes. Yeah. And th- th- there were a few occasions. It. No, they, they didn't. Sure, shit didn't find it. But <laughs> there were a few times when a joke happened on screen. And Ned and I turned to each other and went, that should have been funny. Yeah. Because that, that's a funny joke. But it wasn't. Yeah. And the one, the one I think of specifically is where he's um, Rosario Dawson brings up the <clears throat> constituent parts of a martini. 
Yeah. And she goes, oh, do you want me to do you want me to make it for you? And he goes, no, no, I've, I I make my own. I've got him pretty good at it. And he then he takes a swig and yeah. uh, you know pops an olive in his mouth and takes a huge swig of vodka and a huge swig of martini. Yeah. And they mix them together and then swallows them. And with done by the right person, that that could be yeah. really really good, bordering slapstick. Just oh, just an obvious funny gag. Yes. But even even that, I don't know whether it was him or the camera or just the timing, but it would have, everything was so yeah, flat. Yeah, very flat. It would have helped if we'd had a better <laughs> sense of his character at that stage. Because the thing about mm. him was, is it was very unclear whether he was meant to be sort of lovable loser or extraordinarily competent smuggler guy. I feel like Han Solo mm. was what they were going for. But they end up with just yeah. someone who's just capable enough for it to be a bit of an ego trip for Eddie Murphy, whilst also being just sort of dejected enough for it to not be, you know, to mm. make him not that interesting. He's just, yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even get the dejected side of things. I thought no. he was just like a little scrap, a little scraping of adventurer, but then just a competent business. Only every so often do we get a sense of him being sort of down on his luck or, mm. you know, a sort of Philip Marlowe type. But for the most part, he's just blandly good at what he's doing. Of any real character. Yeah. Everyone is very blandly good at what they do in yeah. this. T- Tony oh, Francis no Tony Francis's performance. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, sorry, that, no. related to what you were saying, there is no tension because everybody is just fine all the time. There's yeah. never a point where they're out of their depth or, you know, yeah. facing insurmountable odds because everyone just is okay. If things get really rough, yeah. what's his name? We'll just pull out two fucking massive guns and shoot everyone. Yeah, there's there's n- none at all. Even the the bit with um the two Eddie Murphys at the end fighting. Yeah. For one thing, I didn't really care which Eddie Murphy won. <laughs> it's fine either way. Yeah, whatever. And 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 also, you always know, or you expect that you know that a film is going to turn out the way you want it to, where the good guys win. Yes, the, the truly great films can they still make it tense? They make you either question it or yeah. they make you tense in spite of your confidence. Yes, like Mission Impossible. Yeah. You, I. Always tense, even though you know that Ethan Hunt yeah. is going to pull through in the end. Because it makes you wonder just how the fuck is it going to turn out okay? The situation is so bleak. Yes, and the one, right. I, the one I always think of is Back to the Future. Well, you know that Marty mm. McFly is going to get Back to the Future, but, you know, so many problems are happening and there's so little time left, you know, during the whole clock tower thing that it just feels like, well, I know this is going to be fine, but how? This is yeah. ridiculous. Look, the plug's just come out on the other end and he's miles away. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> This is yeah, hopeless. right. And in, 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 in this, you see it from a mile off. It's like, yeah. well, obviously, there's the two of them there. He, he's going to convince everyone that he's the other Eddie Murphy, and fine. Yeah. And it's just a matter of waiting for that to happen. Yeah, and it's got. And that's that's what I found really transparent when he just shoots, mm. you know, the robot, the robot character that we've seen get shot before. Yeah. <laughs> and it tried. Should have the... shot Rosario Dawson. <laughs> Ooh. And, and the music tries mm. to have a like a moment. You know, of just like, um, oh, Eddie Murphy's dead. No. And even that Eddie Murphy isn't dead. It's the fake one. Yeah. <laughs> he gets it one more time so he can get pushed off the building. Oh, why? Um, but I mean, <laughs> talking of the, the music. Yeah. Oh. It, it turns out I'm easy to, <laughs> easy to employ and hard to get rid of. <laughs> God damn it. And it's Scottish one again. <laughs> can't even get the, Eddie, the Austin Powers one. I heard Steven Spielberg had the Austin Powers one when he 
had him on set last week. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so that's a Steven Spielberg pull, though. It's that's that's Steven Spielberg cheddar. <laughs> um, but yeah, talk, speaking of the music, yeah, fucking dreadful. I really wish they hadn't gone for the fat and small <laughs> original soundtrack, "Sweet Like Chocolate." <laughs> Where that that when they're when they're out on um, the moon and she's exploring the moon for the first time, really, she's, oh, she's yeah. bouncing around in the air. There's a drum and bass version <laughs> of "Dancing in the Moonlight" by yeah. Top Loader. <laughs> not even drum and bass it's not even that good yeah it's did just you, a... why couldn't you get the, ori- the the original top loader why did you have to give it that dirty but... like shit r&b stank <laughs> yeah but why not just an original piece of music like it dates it immediately I, and I, when i say immediately i mean immediately because yeah. the film was delayed yeah. for two years <laughs> but uh, yeah i don't know i've always had issues yeah with you're that right song. when what we we get it almost every night what, what, what what's it paul what are you referring to there is it is it what isn't is it? it is it vaginas it could be oh or cocks <gasps> yeah you know, almost every night yeah exactly i like almost every night <laughs> obviously some nights no we're yeah. not we're not animals some <laughs> nights you just want to relax it's the, the late book. 90s you know and decks on yeah i think the new wilbur smith is out <laughs> um yeah 90s is great i wonder but... what's gonna happen in friends <laughs> Back when Toploader and Jamie Oliver were a thing. He's not a thing anymore, no, is he? Thing. He ain't Whatever. no thing. It's not even a thing. He's just Jamie Oliver's Italian and Toploader's Italian. <laughs> back to back to each other. <laughs> Do you like Toploader's Italian? Oh, yeah. I get it almost. Oh, fuck it. The music is shit and it dates it and an original score would have been so much better. Um, and this this extends into Rosario Dawson and um, Jay Mars Moore's performances. Just dreadful. It's not believable in any way that any of them could ever be good. Poor, poor performances for the most part. Very very badly shot. Very yes, very, very, like the op- opposite of dynamic. Very flatly shot. I think sometimes sometimes I, f- I I feel like I should be trying harder for a film. Like, well, hang on, I'm not observing anything that's actively bad. It's just not impressing me. But sometimes that's enough. Mm. You know, a film should be trying to impress you. That's what it's there for. In one way or That's another, what a film it should do. be. Yeah, it should be trying to sort of make an impression on you. And this film, more than anything else, just does not try to make an impression on you whatsoever. It's very no, bland, sort of commercial. It's a it's a Happy Meal toy. Yeah. Well, don't, don't knock Happy Meal toys. <laughs> Pretty good ones. I hear that for you, Infinity you... War it got really depressing. Half the packets were just packets <laughs> of dust. <laughs> Oh, I got Spider-Man. Toy dust. <laughs> Spoiler. That, no, no, that's it. That's it. It's, it's so underwhelming. And I was talking to somebody about this today. It's it's infuriating sometimes watching something like Sex in the City too. But yeah, at least you're engaged. Yes, you absolutely. Know. At least there's stuff there for you to be irritated by, and you can come and say, "Hey, I've got a hot new take on why this is mm. really bad." Pluto Nash. It's yeah. just nothing works. <laughs> yeah, nothing works. It smells enough. bad. It smells bad, yeah. and it's not interesting in how bad it is, is the horrible thing yeah. about it. But there ones. are some ways in which it is interesting, because there's some good stuff. So, shall we quickfire? Quickfire. When they're talking about Anthony Frankowski's Scottish crooning, that's what he did. I had it written down right there. Oh, right. I, didn't, I didn't look. Um, <laughs> Never looked. And Eddie Murphy goes, is that even, did you, did you make it up? That's not a thing. 
And he goes, yes, I made it up. It could be a thing if I made it up. And I just thought that was a good line. <laughs> that was a good line. I like that. Um, yeah. A little bit later in that scene when um, Eddie Murphy realizes that he knows the mobster who's threatening uh, that mm. character you just named, uh, played by that actor you also just named. He <laughs> says... Uh, he used to play cards in his cell every week and he would have the shit catered. How you doing? <laughs> he had that shit catered. Yeah. It's a good sort of yeah. congr- uh, confluence yeah. of phrases there, which I enjoy. When he goes to the toilet in in Jay Moore's disgusting club, in desperado toilet, with, uh, yeah, and he opens the door with an elbow. Yeah. If, if if that would have been the only time he did did that, it would have been great. But then he does it about fifteen more times in the bathroom. Right. But as a, as a first thing, it's just a really nice okay. detail. <laughs> I like that when they're messing around. You know, the mobsters have put a funnel in the guy's mouth, the aforementioned character, and Murphy takes the funnel out of his mouth. But then it also, once they just absentmindedly puts it back in. Well, cause he talks oh yeah, about... I, I wondered if it was in response to that, if it was sort of, um, yeah. yeah, that's enough out of you. But it kind of also just felt like, ah, oh, the funnel, I don't want to be holding it anymore. Where does it go? Oh yeah, there. <laughs> in receptacle. <laughs> I fucking love the dancing in Eddie Murphy's club. Yes, me too. It was, it was shit enough to be convincing as an actual dance craze. Yeah, um, what's the best way to to describe it angled yes angled Ge- it's geometric dancing yes and they're all they're, they're like i'm gonna jab the air with my outstretched arms <laughs> and i'll do up um, you do down and that way we'll tessellate <laughs> it was like you know when you when you're doing sci-fi visions of the the near future you've got to change it in subtle ways and that would have been a really good way in, in like, yeah her for example yeah i'd have believed it if that was in her <laughs> was Every- like- everyone's pants are higher and they do this dance Oh, yeah, he's got a character who I don't think... You know what? Jesus Christ, he never showed up again either. Like, a young guy character who in early on is in the club with him and uh, has made a flirty oh, look yeah. with another character. Who was she even? She, some he? woman winks at him. Who was he? Who was she? What the fuck was going on? <laughs> anyway, he leaves the scene and also the movie, it seems, um, by saying... Yeah. Oh, look at that ass. I'll be right back. Oh, that's good. Um... <laughs> And Eddie Murphy just kind of naturally replies, oh, goodness. <laughs> which, both of which I quite enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> nice pairing. Nice couplet. <laughs> Look at that ass. i got to get going. <laughs> when Rosario Dawson says, oh, I just came from Salt Lake City. And Eddie Murphy goes, oh, rough town. Made me laugh. Because it's not <laughs> in, real, in America. <laughs> it's where the Mormons are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's now a rough town. Yeah. They're actually quite tough when you get to know them. Oh, fuck yeah. Well, they're, they're certainly Tuffy. fucking resilient. <laughs> anyway. Initially, and I can't stress initially enough, enjoyed Bruno's appearance. When he comes out and he looks rubbish, like in a good way. He mm. looks like an awful robot. He's giant, first of all. He's wearing a very cheap looking suit. He's got this mm-hmm. horrible grimace on his face. Yeah. I don't know. There was something to him that he just looked like... A really bad robot someone would make. And I, I think I enjoyed his voice all the way through. I I, I, like I, I was... Yeah, agreed. I would say that Randy Quaid was my one best thing about this film. Okay. I, I enjoyed yes. ev- everything that he brought to the film. Uh, not everything for me. Sometimes that <laughs> sort of grimace face, you know, and relentless smile got a bit irritating. But um, no, I effort. liked him quite a bit. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> well, to continue on with Randy Quaid, then um, I've already mentioned him and his massive, his two massive guns. But the look on his yeah. face when he's firing them, he just couldn't be happier. He's he's, he's <laughs> like he's saying to himself, "Randy, my boy, you made it." But, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, oh, I that's really it. Love... One, one, actually, oh. sorry, I might as well say one more Randy Quaid thing and then let you get on with it. Um, 
he's just <laughs> they get out of your hair. <laughs> When he's 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 giving chase um, in the beginning after Eddie Murphy, and he's going very very slowly, and Rosario Dawson oh, yeah. shouts, "Can't you speed up?" He's like, "I'm a '63 model. I'm a top speed." And then he has this wonderful determined look on his face. He's like, meh, meh, <laughs> as he's trying to run at this really slow pace. <laughs> yeah, Randy Quaid. I really I really love the fucking surrealness of him walking across, strolling casually across the surface of the moon at the end. Yes. That was really bizarre. He's in his cheap suit and he just looks like a mobster walking over the surface of the moon. And it's a very surreal image. Yeah, I agree. That was quite good, actually. Yeah, it was haunting. When Eddie Murphy and Rosario Dawson are having their, which is better, Earth or Moon discussion. I was on board with Eddie Murphy's uh, (laughs) reasoning. It's like, I went went to Earth once. I was sneezing all the goddamn time. It was raining. There's insects and bugs and shit. (laughs) Maybe the moon sounds pretty good. (laughs) Sir, um, we've looked at your situation, your sort of allergies and your general well-being. I'm going to recommend <laughs> sending you to the moon. I've written Ooh. a prescription. Okay, that's uh, fulfilled at any NASA. Just as moon. <laughs> You're a bad doctor. <laughs> if only you know, I'm okay. <laughs> um, I really like the pool balls. Uh, the pool balls yes. that reset themselves. The pool balls. Yeah. The pool ball. Bubble balls. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're the magnetic. Presses a button. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's they're magnetic, cool. and they sort of yeah, that makes sense. It's a fun invention for future. For future, <laughs> lovely. Um, I've had them up here for years. <laughs> I um, if only we could deal with rampant gonorrhea that's <laughs> overtaken future at moon. So when Ray, when Ray's dad takes a big mouthful of pizza and then goes initiate global search with a big mouthful of pizza <laughs> at the screen, that's good. <laughs> that's, that's good. good. That's method acting or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> Only a little bit is. later, uh, they've gone to the plastic surgeons and they're seeing themselves like in, <laughs> with different bodies in the mirror, mm. and it's it's not as funny as it needs to be. But when it mm. cuts back to them, Rosario Dawson is seeing herself as like a muscle lady and it's like posing and stuff uh, yeah. with her new sort of big muscles. But when it comes back to them, it's just Rosario Dawson in her like costume, just posing, doing the muscle cool. lady poses, and that was funny. Yeah, I, I thought. They probably had a little bit of fun doing that on set. I invite Rosario Dawson. You're gonna have some fun on set. Get some fun on set. She yeah. she 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 had the ass to mouth chat in Clerks too, and <laughs> and other things, and other things that she's accomplished in her career, <laughs> in a long and indu- illustrious career, an industrious career. <laughs> um, she's making cars. <laughs> shit though, she's never seen. She's never seen one. She doesn't know what cars is. <laughs> what she imagines a car to be. It's great. I'm using one as a chair right now. <laughs> Clip. That's the bit that is Look, a car. It's a, it's a wonderful car made by Rosario Dawson. Is it a wonderful car? <laughs> made by Rosario Dawson, yeah. But a it's a car. wonderful example of the cars that Rosario Dawson makes. <laughs> I'll say that much. Um, <laughs> I, I, there are a couple of bits in that um, plastic surgery scene. I, I liked mm. the contrast between really keen... Eddie Murphy is the husband and Rosario Dawson who hadn't really been told the plan and was tentatively trying to follow along and she kept yeah. nervously touching Eddie Murphy's hands and, and and sort of smiling politely at the doctor to just to try and keep yeah. up with whatever bullshit was coming out of Eddie Murphy's mouth um, <laughs> it's fun that but, she never gets better at that yeah like even right at the end when they're trying to buy tickets and are doing so incredibly suspiciously she hasn't gotten better at the whole pretending yeah. to be someone else that's quite fun <laughs> yeah and 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 um and after that, when they then they're told to just go and look at the the sort of portfolio of plastic surgery, uh, yeah. I do like the line, "Honey, come look at the asses on the wall." That's good. 
it's it's Zendaya in a nice, really nice way. Yeah, it's a bit jaunty. Uh, mm-hmm. John Cleese um, has a line playing the fucking artificial intelligence in this car. He has a line where it looks like Eddie Murphy's pouring Rosario Dawson, Dawson a drink mm. and says, "My God, he's going to get her drunk and have his way with her." <laughs> and it was just such a weirdly overt thing to say. Yeah, and like someone who's only read about human activities in a book. <laughs> yes. Yeah, also the sentence, he's going to get her drunk and have his way with her, is so yeah. clunky and cumbersome, isn't it? <laughs> Fine, I'll say just it. just a look from Cleese afterwards of just, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Come on. She, actually, she's a bit of a sort. <laughs> Probably don't even need the drink. <laughs> There's a very good stair-falling stunt uh, oh, in, yeah. the, in the Alex Baldwin bit. In the Alex he, put, he, he pushes that that paparazzo down the stairs. Oh yeah, yeah. And he just fucking yeah, falls down point. it. She goes ah, <laughs> and that's it. It's gone. Yeah, that's a good stunt. Yeah, I really like the movie that they're watching, pausing when a when a call comes in. That mm. felt weirdly prescient because I'm sure we didn't have such things back then. But you know, I felt like when you're watching a YouTube clip and suddenly it pauses and there's a couple yeah. of seconds where it's like, why is this paused? Oh, okay, there's a call coming in. Yeah. So Ugh. yeah, I felt. <laughs> It felt real in that way, like some thought had gone into it. Wow. But hey, maybe sometime in the future, people will be watching movies on the thing that they also take calls on. That's crazy talk. What a despicable place we'll be at. <laughs> That's awful. Go back to writing about Hillary Clinton money. After Tony Francis's plan, which is about yeah. 20 seconds of full flow Italian gibberish, Italian-American yeah. gibberish. Swing down, right? You get down to the leads. Once you're down there, you're going to wait for like an hour and a half, right? That's when they bring Rex's late supper up to him. When the elevator goes by, right before it passes you, you jump on top. Here. Use this casino chip to unscrew the trap door on top of the elevator, right? You jump down inside. There will be two robot guards inside. You take them out. Pop, pop, boom. You're alone in the elevator. You got to meet him with Rex Grant. It just cuts to Eddie Murphy, who stares at him in silence for 10 seconds. Yeah. And that is good. <laughs> that was I that did, was actually unexpected. But yeah, that was fairly fun. And I really enjoyed how shit and awful his plan was, how unromantic yeah. and dreadful it was. It was just swing on some of the wires that are down there. Well, yeah. that one looks hot. And he points at one that's sparking. It's like, well, don't grab that one. Grab another one. And grab the one that isn't hot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then just, and then you're going to get down there and you're going to wait an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. It's like, fucking hell, this is awful. <laughs> I think that was the one time that I laughed, actually. The yeah. uh, hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very specific. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I didn't see the fucking twist. No? Oh, okay, great. No, uh, yeah. The, uh, and they had Eddie vaguely Murphy set it up earlier. By yeah. talking about a geneticist. Yeah, and are you sure? You, have you had any gen- genetic modifications? Nope. Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, see, it's all there. It's all spelled out. <laughs> it's all in there if you look carefully enough. Or yeah, it's kind look. of so-so. But please don't. Yeah. I did also like Eddie Murphy's shocked face as that was happening as the chair spins around. And yeah. he suddenly just kind of goes, <gasps> <laughs> Shit. <clears throat> Shit off. <laughs> Shyamalan. <laughs> Randy Quaid tries to get out by saying, um, I need to take a leak. The guy says, Robots don't take leaks. Oh. Which is yeah. then followed up by quite a bad line, but I did like his sort of just, oh. <laughs> oh. He did have quite a few good diphthongs coming out of his mouth. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> See? I, I love the really crap way that James Redhorn fell down when he was punched at the end of the film. By Eddie, by Eddie yeah. Murphy. Once he realised that it wasn't the bad Eddie Murphy, but the good one, he went, "Oh no!" And he got punched and just went, "Oh!" And then died. <laughs> oh! 
that died in the same place <laughs> that fucking Louis Guzman did. <laughs> of all the characters who aren't in this movie anymore. <laughs> this movie should have a m- memorial wall at the end. All right, my last good thing. My last one is um, a line of Randy Quaid's. And it's when he's talking about mm-hmm. fucking the French robot thing, whose role seems to, be, mm. seems to be just to bend over in front of Eddie Murphy. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he's saying that they're a different voltage. And he says, well, why don't you get an adapter or something? And um, he says, nah, that just ruins it for me. <laughs> Which is yeah. so wonderfully, like, what the <laughs> fuck does that mean? <laughs> I enjoyed that. But it's, it's, it is a good line. Well, a quick note about the French maid, who, who's, whose sole role is she's been programmed to drop a thing and bend over to show her butt to Eddie Murphy. Yeah. It was, was not funny, but yeah, when they, the, the mob, led by a lo- lovely, lustrous Joe Pantoliano, they break yeah. the door and it creates a vacuum in the room and starts sucking everything out. And they're all holding on for dear life, including the maid. And it all dies down. Yeah. She then is gently lowered to her feet and she looks up at them. And it would have just been amazing if she'd have just gone, oops, and bent over at the uh, at the end of that. <laughs> it would, I was I was waiting for it. Yeah, it would have been a punchline. It would set up. It would have been yeah. a, a trick because the earlier ones weren't that funny. But they didn't do it, and that's the that's the problem with this fucking film. Anyway, Fuck. um, my last thing is also a Randy Quaid thing. Great. Um, is when oh, because he's made the manager of the club at the end. Yay, Randy Quaid. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and um, but Eddie Murphy because he's a jokester. He he um he says, uh, "Oh, I've got a new top of the line eighty three um, outside who's going to be doing all my security stuff from now on." And uh, you know, leading Robot Randy Quaid to yeah. think that he's obsolete and unneeded. And yeah. he just he puts his huge hands around his face and goes, "Shall I start to disassemble myself now?" And he just has yeah. the most like violent pose, ready to rip his f- <laughs> fucking head off. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. Mixed with the cold, sort of logical speech of a robot. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. I love you, Randy Quaid. Very good. <laughs> we all love you, Randy Quaid. But <laughs> we need to, we just need to see less of you. Absence <laughs> makes the heart grow fonder. Etc. I think that's a very important lesson. Very, very etc. So, now let's do... Oh, OG team? I didn't ask them. Um, I asked a few hours ago, and uh, okay. I think I got, we got a couple... We got some likes, but... Uh, do you know what, Paul? I don't think many people have seen The Adventures of Peter <laughs> That seems likely, seeing as it made a very poor <laughs> amount of money at the box office. I think historically yes. not many people have seen Pluto Nash. Yes, look, lots of people liked it. We had a lot of support <laughs> for, for featuring Pluto Nash on the oh, Smash It podcast, one good thing, but uh, not much follow-up after that. Okay. So, oh, which well. is where follow-up <laughs> tends to happen. <laughs> I like the follow-up beforehand. <laughs> Really had to jump that gun. So, yeah. Okay. Well, let's do the one better thing. The one better thing. So, in Pluto Nash, we have a man who is challenged at his place of work, which he owns, uh-huh. and the trouble that follows by his decisions puts all of his skills from his past life to the test. So, naturally, I'm going to recommend a history of violence. Oh, uh, good. <laughs> yeah. Same thing happens to Vigo Mortensen. It's not very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody well happens to him too. <laughs> it's very, very good. It? He treats his Rosario Dawson right. William Hurts yeah. in the film, I think, but don't hold that against it. <laughs> he treats it's... his Rosario Dawson right by fucking her on a staircase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> quite, quite kinkily. Very strong sex on, on, the, on the staircase. <laughs> it's the um, only kind of sex you can really have on a staircase. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You can't, you can't go half-assed. <laughs> There's no sensual, melodic 
there's no, there's absolutely no middle ground for stair fucking. <laughs> you're gonna go, you're gonna go ass to cake. Yeah. <laughs> hell, for, hell, hell for leather, ass to cake. Or you're gonna end up stairs to hospital. <laughs> so it's nothing like polluting ash really, but it's a very good film. It's dark and broody. Yeah. Viggo Mortensen's amazing as always. He fucking gives it 110. percent and <laughs> gives uh, her 100. <laughs> percent Oh, oh, likely lad. He is a lad, really. He is really. Well, do you remember at the end of uh, The Return of the King, where mm. um, Liv Tyler shows up, and he gives her a mm. big old wet kiss? And oh, Elfrond he does. says, um, have some of that, you tart! <laughs> and Elrond is like, hey, do one! I, I, I bloody love that. Do you remember when he turned around to um, <laughs> the, the what was left of the Fellowship at the end of Return of the King and went for Frodo? And then he ran off going... <laughs> Ole, 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 ole. Frodo. And then he glassed so many orcs. <laughs> oh, God, that's a brilliant film. <laughs> Do you have anything yeah, else on a history of violence? <laughs> uh, it's dark and brooding. It's good. Yeah, good stuff. Okay, my one, my one a better thing. It's a bit, bit of a risk because I haven't watched it in a very long time, and oh. I sort of, I know we've spoken about it a fair bit, and we reference it a lot. I watched it a lot as a teenager, enough <laughs> that I was able to sort of sit here last night replaying it in my head, just kind of running through it, like, um, huh, yeah, that's good, that's good. Ooh, <laughs> ah, I'm sure that works in context. Yeah. Oh, but that's. I'm good. sure it's fine. But that's good. That's good. I think it's good. Um, I am, of course, talking about The Fifth Element. Of course. The other big sci-fi action comedy that I could think of. Mm. Um, with a sort of sprawling metropolis sequence and sequences in space. And in yeah, a big interactive nightclub with a dance number. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's some parallels there, just about. Yeah, it's great, Fifth Element. It's, it's, I think so. I think it's really good. I remember a lot of weird stuff. But I'm pretty sure it's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know we you know we don't like weird stuff, but <laughs> other weird, than the weird, weird stuff, it's pretty good. Weird stuff in a slightly inexplicable way. Just it's, give it's me very cash. Luke <laughs> Thanks, Matthew Kasovitz, <laughs> director of Lahane. <laughs> You're a good man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just a really fun, incredibly well designed. The humor is definitely the humor bits. It's like okay, yeah. this is a comedy bit. Mm. You either like that or you don't. And the Lee serious bits are very much the serious bits. Lee Evans is in it, is the thing. <laughs> yeah. um, I, re- I remember Against really finding... I, fi- I remember finding the dark stuff really quite disturbing. Like, there's a mm. bit where it's vaguely implied that Gary Oldman is getting a phone call from a planet. Yeah. And it's just really disturbing. His head starts leaking and yeah, the voice that's... is really sinister and the music's good. <laughs> The music's good. I'll put, I'll make yeah. that point because I <laughs> remember the music say. being good. Yeah, I remember yeah. during the the, tr- the chase sequence in the cab. There's this really bizarre kind of mix of flavors going on in terms of the music. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, 
yeah, I think it's a very good film, and if it's not, if I'm misremembering, it's a very interesting one. It's certainly unique, well, so, and that's I, I, something that definitely can't be said for Pluto Nash. Yeah, and I mean, I, I don't think we're even going to have a chance to defend it, because I'm pretty sure it was well-reviewed. Yeah, 71%. That's not bad. So, it was interesting in a way that I don't think Pluto Nash was. So, that was the one better thing. The one better thing. Thank you for listening to One Good Thing. Yes, thank you, Blokebusters, for that. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so on Twitter and Facebook at OGTPod. Send us an email at gmail, OGTPod at gmail.com. If you want to leave us a review on iTunes or tell a friend or recommend us to a friend, which is better because it has positive connotations. <laughs> Any, all of that is good. Catch us next time. We're the chameleon man. How's that? Catch us next time. <laughs> I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And remember, the one good thing about the adventures of Pluto Nash is Randy Quaid... And may that be a damning indictment not only on Pluto Nash, but upon all of us and our assumptions. Hmm? Maybe you judged Randy Quaid too harshly? Find out next week on The Randy Quaid Show.